another fun word to consider. Just. I've done I that just want to say it's just a little trip up the street. It minimizes things. Okay. It makes it smaller. Today's show is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Before we dive into the show, let me ask you this. Do you feel like you're constantly trapped in the web of admin? Do you feel like you never really get to the real work and that you're always waiting to get past this next thing and the, oh, this next thing and the thing after that? Well, we believe in what we call the win formula. You should be in execution mode 60% of the time because execution equals income and admin is really the enemy of revenue. So you want to check out our winner's circle. Winner's circle, it's, we have added so many free bonuses so that we can help you really explode your profits and crush your demanding schedule and have a bigger impact on your audience and do all that real work that you really want to get to that, you know, it would just be so rewarding for you to put out there. So check out the winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your lucky host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have a spectacularly interesting human being, Maggie Mills. All right, here we go. Now, she's got this unique job of being a ghostwriter, which I often think from my marketing background, how do you market that when you're a ghostwriter? Like the whole thing is you're not supposed to essentially be seen. Anyhow, Maggie is here and she is going to talk to us about how to make our communication, our written communication more effective and more powerful because she's written way more books than I will ever do in a lifetime. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Hello, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. And now I feel a lot of pressure to be even remotely interesting. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. You guys have got to watch the video. It's like talking to somebody on the cover of a Vogue magazine. I don't think anyone's ever called you dull or boring a day in your life. So, So I'm sure you'll do just fine. Okay, Maggie, you sent me some information and we were talking and it was really interesting to me because there was, you know, things that we shouldn't be saying in our written dialogue. And I'm sure I do all of them. Um, so why don't you, I want you to know that. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. So it was made based on my others and my mistakes as well. Okay. We all do it. So let's whip down that list. What are some of the most common mistakes we make and why do they matter? Well, let's talk about why they matter first, if you, if okay. you don't mind. Uh, our audience is judging us even silently. We all like to say, you know, we don't need to be so prim and proper. And it is true that blogs are not as formal 
as other writing. However, when you give it your best and things are accurate and they're easy to read, it sends a subliminal message to people that you know what you're talking about and you are a professional and you care about what you're writing and you've spent time on it. Now, with that being said, we know that there are several different types of writing that, you know, there are white papers, there are blogs, uh, different audiences. And I read this quote years ago, would love to remember where I read it. But the quote is, nobody ever bought anything from an English professor. Oh, <laughs> that I love that because you know what? Nothing worse than a Nazi grammar. And I think Facebook I don't, is the worst for it, right? And <laughs> I, you can even put, oh my heavens, don't even get me started. I, 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 whatever. I had put something up when there was a passing in my family and there was sort of a tragedy and I was letting people, I hadn't been on it. Somebody told me that they corrected my grammar. (laughs) So I was like, and it was something I had to let people know because I'm not really great at sharing online about those things, but it was something like, if I don't, it's going to be a problem if I don't mention this, right? And somebody came back and said, and it was it really, I would argue also a typo because it was you and your, like the, the, your thing. So it was just whipping it off and and I felt like saying oh my gosh I just deleted them like you you're I don't need you in my life that's not the point of the message so anyhow I there's my rant so that's a really good point because I think it can also cripple us too when we in back in the day you know a while ago if I put something up and I saw a mistake on it later I was so mortified and embarrassed because oh I went to college and university whatever you know, if that's the message if that's all you notice in my content then I missed the boat anyhow right okay wise quote to start off to start us off with I I interrupt it continue no 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 this is not interruption this is a spontaneous enthusiastic conversation and this is what friends do we get excited we go oh what about this so you're fine and don't apologize okay I derail very easily. So the the point I want to make, and we're going to talk about three different things, but before you pick up the pen, before you put your fingers close to that keyboard, what I want to tell everybody who's writing anything is write first, edit later. And by Mm. that, I mean, don't try to make every sentence perfect before you move on to the next sentence. Mm. Get it all down first, because this, this, desire for perfection just paralyzes people. And that's why so many people feel like, oh, I can't write. It, it's not about perfection. And, and you know, being in the business you are, that you know anything more than a paragraph, and in some cases, even that, you write once and you edit five, 10 times. And when you're writing books, you can edit. I heard somebody oh. the other day, 27 times he edited his book. Yeah, you could edit forever. When You just have to let it go. I want to jump in here because as you know, we're all about not grinding it out. And you shouldn't have to work that hard and you know, being in execution mode 60% of the time. So one of the things that I found helpful too is because sometimes in an interview like this, when I'm on another podcast, I would say something and I would, I'm like, oh my gosh, like as if I'm, you know, the listener and the speaker, I'm like, I gotta write that down. Because when we talk, we think differently than we sit to write. And so what I found helpful is something as simple as in Google Docs, you can go up to tools and hit. I think it's transcription. I could, if you guys don't see it, reach out to me. I'll tell you. But you just hit that button, and you and then I just talk, 
and it could be a sloppy little mess. I'll just talk for a paragraph. And if I don't want to edit it, somebody in my team could put that into sentences and then I'll edit it. And you sound very different and you don't have that white page and then you're not paralyzed by the typing and trying to therefore make it sound so polished from start to finish. So I find that very helpful as well. You are brilliant. May I just add that right now? <laughs> you are brilliant and so much more sophisticated than I am because I keep a, a notebook in the, the door pocket of my car for that. <laughs> Like I've had this brilliant idea at the traffic light. I must write it down right away or I will forget it. You bring well, up that's a, fine. That works. Yeah. yeah. Bring up a really wonderful point. And I recommend this to people all the time. The minute you get that idea, as long as yeah. the car isn't in drive uh, or you're not in surgery or something, um, that's another story, uh, write it down <laughs> so that you yeah. can come back later, record it, which with ever method works yeah. best for you. Yeah on your phone. Okay, so we're going to write it and edit it. And there's a way so that it doesn't seem so hard to start writing. So now, great. We're moving from that. What do we do next? Okay. Uh, let's say you have a document, you've written stuff, you, you know, it's going to need some cleaning up and set some editing. There's, there's three things we do. We add things, we delete things, and then we review. Okay. So virtually, Every writer, author I've worked with, their work benefits from going back and adding some more detail. And by detail, I mean adding quotes, um, statistics, oh, yeah, yeah. and sensory details. And um, I'll riff a little bit on each one of those. Um, when you're looking for quotes and statistics, avoid confirmation bias, which means I've already decided the point I'm going to make, and I'm going to find all the numbers that prove my point. And I'm, I'm going to these sites on the internet or books I've already read that are leaning very strongly in one direction or the other. We all want to do that. We, we want to be correct. However, you will be seen as more objective and therefore a better source, um, a, a better thought leader, a more understanding person when you go to several sources. And I recommend, um, I look for a site called um, allsides.com and they media bias. They rate all the newspapers and magazines in the US, are they right-leaning or left-leaning? Are they central? And it's fascinating to fish through there to see how one story can be written two very different ways. Mm. That is. Uh, so it's a very good study on how to write and how to be neutral. Um, it's kind of, that kind of reminds me like when you're a kid and you know, like I have a sister and you're like, Oh, you want to get, you got to get to your mom to get your, like, listen, here's my side of this right now you're going to hear something very completely different from the other person so let me make sure you get my story first so i, I can i can see that very juvenile okay hold on one second i want to back up here for a second because you brought up a couple really good points i can't tell you when i was writing blogs uh, you know all of a sudden i would trip across a really good quote and i think oh my gosh this should be in my blog or i should have some statistics and it's it's great. Now it's in part of our super toolkits, which you guys can reach out and ask me more about that, but that's how our way of staying in 60% execution mode so that you build consistency on all that stuff. So a couple of things there, 
is then we make sure to include them now because you they really do add so much weight to when you're positioning or mentioning something versus just like, here's my opinion. I'm really passionate about it. And this is my business. So of course I say this now here, we got some backup, right? If I can piggyback on that for a second, when you're looking for a quote or stat, when you need a quote or statistic is really not the time you should be looking for it. Right. Cause then you're off in this wild goose chase. So my team also, we have this thing where once a month they have to come up, like it, it was part of their weekly monthly duties that, okay, I need five quotes and five statistics so that we build this treasure trove of stuff accumulation versus now I just got, I've got this blog, but I need to have this thing to verify it. But when you say, here's the important part. If I'm talking about, you know, you can build, you really at the very least needed an amazing team, not just people think they have a VA, but you need a team to have a business by yourself. It, you're just a sufferpreneur. What would be competing or the other side of that? Like you're saying, don't just get information that verifies that. Like, um, I, I don't, forgive me for saying this, but if I think this is the only way to do it and it's kind of right and you do need to have a team, is that just a bad example of how do I show both sides um, of that argument? Do you know what I mean? No, no. Uh, let me, let's see how we can, we can delve into this. Um, I look at it like this. Ultimately you do want to prove your point. You're, you're not going to change your mind. Most likely you, in, during the exercise, you might see some other points of view, come across good quotes, you know, solidify your position. But the, the most important point is the credible source. Pretend you have published this and you are now being interviewed about a statement you have made. You need to back it up solidly. So okay. is your source a credible source? And okay. I, I do say, don't let Wikipedia be your only source. Okay. Um, you know, go to an academic source, uh, go to a .gov, something okay. like that. You, you're still proving your point. And, and we, we know that you can find a statistic to prove anything. We right. can prove that your ex-husband was in fact an alien and you have yeah. photographs showing the evidence yeah. of the third arm. We can prove yeah. it. <laughs> okay, to, so. Um, um, the Times, the Post, or... National Enquirer. <laughs> so I think what you're saying is source it, make it credible, and then make sure that you're not just so extreme on this is the one and only way to do it. That's situational. Uh, you, okay. You'll understand it as you're, as you're writing it. And the, the caveat I would uh, give, don't rely, I'm telling you to use quotes and statistics, but don't rely too heavily on them or make them too long, you know, a sentence, two sentences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where I see people going wrong in, in longer form documents, I, you know, they'll throw in paragraph after paragraph after page. They quote the same book 20 times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, I, I call it stuffing because right. it looks like I'm really aware of my word count and I need to say more <laughs> here, but I personally have nothing to say. So let me copy these three pages. And then you yeah, get into the right. legal issue of how much is it legal to reproduce without seeking um, permission from the author and publisher. So okay. just be wary of it, sprinkle it, sprinkle it judiciously. I don't think for most of the people out there, that's going to necessarily be the problem. I think just even thinking to include them will be the issue. 
All right. So that's, those are really good points. Now we, you also talked to me about some words. We want to be mindful of words. I always say words have power um, when I'm more talking about being positive and stuff. So what are some words that we should be eliminating or changing? Oh, I love this part because this is fun and easy and it makes for some self-awareness. The first thing we're going to do, and you can do it with those searches on your document, look for any time you have written, um, I think, or I feel, because you're automatically subtly saying, well, maybe I'm the only person who thinks this or feels oh. this. You, you just want to state something as a fact. The Dow Jones Industrial Average took a tank this week and it's impacting whatever. I know nothing about finance. You know, very, just state it. Don't go, I think, I feel. And, and consider this when you're speaking as well. Um, a lot of people tend to do this. So go back and search for that. There will be those rare occasions when you really need to use, I think, or I feel. It is appropriate. But if you can remove it and people are worried about stating something as fact, state it as fact. You've okay. got your three quotes and your four statistics to back it up. It's a fact. <laughs> okay. So hold on. These are two really powerful things here. So first of all, now you just one up me because I'm like, oh, you, I know I, when my book was being edited, there was a couple of patterns I saw, like I, I apparently start a lot of sentences with. So, so the reason well, they're whatever, on my list. Right? Yes, you're absolutely yeah, it's on right. the list. Yeah. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> So as I start my new sentence, I never even thought of doing a search in the document to see how many times that word pops up. Like I'm looking for it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So do the search in the document. That's fantastic. Then I never thought of that. I mean, I do always think when you hear somebody saying, um, you know, oh, I love like when you hear a politician and they'll read something like, I feel, and then they have to read the speech. Well, if you felt that strongly, you shouldn't have to read it. Right. But <laughs> Um, so for me, I often say, I believe that your business should support your life instead of consuming it. But I guess I would be a stronger statement. If I took the, I believe out, like your business should support your life instead of consuming it. Like, is that an example? You know what? I like that your business should, as opposed to, I believe because some of the subtleties of marketing, you are now making it about me and not you. You're oh. not presenting to me your business ethic or the reason why oh. you're in business. You're giving me information that's gonna help me. You're starting right. off with your business. Maggie, your business is going to benefit from the next three things I'm gonna tell you. Right, okay, oh my gosh. <laughs> Everybody, I gotta lay down. Okay, your that mission, so, I mean, that works for your mission and vision statement, which I think it, are overrated anyway. It works on so many levels. That's the thing is I just thought it was, I don't know, an introduction to an idea so that almost like I said, I believe, and then you'll listen to me, but you're right. If I take that out, first of all, it's not just my opinion. It really is what business should be. So it would be stronger. And then you're right, as a marketing message, background that I have when I say your business now my marketing goes right to you it's in your ownership versus here's my story and then I hand it over to you I believe your business like it's a trans it's just watered down right okay these are really little teeny things but I can see how they make such a difference they? they aren't yeah. tiny things and they are things we don't notice and we, we've no. talked about so and I'm, I'm so guilty of that do it all the time I have to search for that here's another Here's another fun word to consider. 
just. <laughs> yeah, I've done I that. I just want to say it's just a little trip up the street. It minimizes things. Okay. It makes it smaller. It makes your opinion smaller. It's like saying it's just a four hour surgery that requires morphine afterwards. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just I never thought of that. fire. No problem. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Everybody. Why are you, I'm, I'm, I'm actually now looking at the ceiling list, like thinking, <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm doing a show. Pay attention. Right. Okay. So you continue talking. Cause I just tuned out there. I was like, Oh my gosh, how many times do I say that? You know, I have not heard anything like this before you hear all the big stuff. And I know kind of, I think I know, um, the word, but negates whatever you just said. So I've heard that before. Like, I love you, but you know, your business is a success, but so whatever you just said is now negated when you use the word, but so I've heard yep. those mainstream ones, but these other ones that you're saying, just, I thought they were, they added a more conversational, softer tone. So it wasn't like in your face sales, but you're right. The, the points you're making really are powerful ones. Okay. Let me get out of your way. What are some other words? Uh, oh, oh, here's, here's another fun one. Can you tell I love what I do? Oh my gosh. See this all the time. Again, guilty, you know, whatever it is, I'm guilty. If I ever run for office, I'll just tell people ahead of time, whatever you think I've done, I probably did. So let's just get it out (laughs) of the way now. Whatever. Yes. Um, great. She's a great speaker. Sign up for this great conference. It's going to be a great day. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but let's take that apart a little bit and examine it. Okay. So what makes, what makes her a great speaker? Is she engaging? Does she talk about experiences from her own life that make you connect with her? Does she give you three things to walk away with? Talk about why is it great? Why is it a great conference? Because it's being offered in Costa Rica and you get to go swimming every afternoon. Um, So you're saying it's like a cop-out. It's a one bucket fill. Yeah. See it a lot in blog posts uh, or like social media posts, excuse me, because they're shorter. Even in social media posts, when you're talking about, you know, very limited number of words for Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you can swap it out pretty quickly with something more dynamic. It's exciting. It's in depth. You know, that works for for business in depth. It's detailed. Uh, Every time you see the word great, just ask yourself why. (laughs) You don't have to go into a lot of detail. Yeah. I've heard people complain about that with the word amazing too. Like everything can be amazing, right? So- I think awesome. the less, yeah, yeah, awesome, amazing. So I think your point here is you. We just get sloppy, and then we rely on ten words, like that whole eighty twenty rule. That now we're using, you know, twenty percent of our words eighty percent of the time. I guess is what your concern is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> that makes make sense. Your, okay. Your point. You can make your posts a little more interesting. Okay. So make it more interesting. All right. Oh, speaking of interesting, man, the time is flying by here. We just have a couple minutes left. What's one of the final things you would like us to be mindful of as we move forward? Because you really have opened, our, you've opened my eyes for sure. The importance of editing. 
It's always okay. saved for last. We know we should read it before we send it. And the time you have to edit and review, of course, we know it's different for every project. There are times when you absolutely must get that email out by five o'clock today. Whenever you can, pause, close the document, come back to it later. Yeah. Any type of break you can take. And the larger your document, the longer you should spend away from it and then come back to it. And there are several things you can do rather than just reading through. We do not see our own mistakes. No. If you have to look, you know, review it by yourself, read it out loud. That helps you to pick up missing words, uh, little jumps in logic, getting from one point to the other. You can record it on your phone. You can videotape yourself delivering it whenever you can give your work to somebody else to read. Now, take it with a grain of salt because your friends are going to go, it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So those are really good points. That's something I do is so what I would do is I definitely try to leave it and come back with fresh eyes. As mm -hmm. much as I hate reading things out loud, I find it labor intensive and I, I just whatever. I don't enjoy it, but I do it because you you start to hear the words you're stumbling on. So you realize, well, that sentence doesn't flow if I am stumbling on it. And yeah. then we call it an audit here. So what happens is, let's say we're working on the website or a blog's going to go up or something. So then one or two other people on the team have to read it. We just call it an audit. I'm not really looking for you to necessarily check my grammar at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's somebody doesn't deem to be a writer or, you know, even if English isn't even their first language, when they're reading it with as the audit, they realize, Chris, you totally missed a word here. Like, you know, the, the missing of the words are the foolish, foolish mistakes what hurt the most, right? So even having somebody else, what we call audit it is just every time. I know there's a saying is something like, uh, there's no better spell check or there's no better oh. proofreading, no better proofreading until you hit the, uh, to pay, pay the printer, something like that until you hit the send button. Right. Oh, and everything's yes. oh so clear, oh, right. Yes. You paid for it. So, so that's what we try to do. Okay. Fantastic. Boy, oh boy, this time flew by. Uh, Maggie, where can people find more of your brilliance? Oh, show up on my doorstep. We'll have cocktails. <laughs> Everybody comes over. I feed them. I insist on it. Food is everything to me. Um, Maggie at MaggieMills.com. You can send me an email. I read them. I answer them. Um, I'm one social. I love social. I know I shouldn't, you know, I'm the demographic who should be going, I'm not on Facebook, but I am. Um, look me up. I'm really, I'm alarmingly friendly. And quite a delight. Oh my heavens. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your time and your energy and everybody else. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks oh, so much. You've been so wonderful. Thank you for being such a delightful host and so welcoming. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.